In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So be honest, how many of you heard Deacon Kelly mention John the Baptist as she read the gospel just a moment ago and thought, oh, geez, this guy again. <laughs> I did when I opened up the lessons on Monday. It seems like we've heard more about John the Baptist to start this liturgical year than we have heard about Jesus. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but he really has been everywhere. We heard about John the Baptist twice in Advent, once in Christmas, twice in Epiphany, and here he is again to start off the season of Lent. He is inescapable. I was pretty frustrated about having to preach another sermon about John the Baptist until I opened up my usual preaching preparation resources on Monday morning and found that my seminary friend and noted John the Baptist fangirl, the Reverend Elizabeth Felicetti, had written an article for the Christian Century entitled, John the Baptist is for Lent. Pastor Elizabeth is a brilliant and gifted writer, and so I decided to give her article and John the Baptist a chance. There are both practical and theological reasons for John to make sense in this passage for the first Sunday in Lent. Practically speaking, the gospel for Lent one is always some version of Jesus's 40-day temptation in the wilderness. It gives Lent its meaning. And in Matthew and Luke, the authors give plenty of space and detail to the story. Matthew's version takes up 11 verses. Luke takes 13. In both, we hear about Jesus interacting with the devil, the suggestion to turn stones into bread, the promise of dominance over the whole world, and the temptation to see just how much the Father loved Jesus, to throw himself off the top of the temple. Just about everything we know about the temptation of Jesus comes to us from Matthew and Luke. But we are in liturgical year B, and our focus is on Mark. And Mark likes to do things quickly. And Mark, if we didn't have John the Baptist included in the temptation story, we'd have two verses to contend with today. Logistically, John the Baptist has to be here. So what can we learn about the temptation of Jesus and the season of Lent from John the Baptist? In the beginning of the passage, we are placed right back where we were six weeks ago the first Sunday after the Epiphany and the baptism of our Lord. John has been down by the Jordan River baptizing in anyone and everyone for quite some time. He had amassed a large following of disciples and made a name for himself as a preacher, prophet, and an iconoclast. And whether it was his diet of locusts and wild honey, his calling the powers that be a brood of vipers, or his invitation to repentance that brought people out to see him, they came in droves. And then they heard his message, that they should be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins in preparation for the Messiah who was to come, 
And they followed John into the muddy waters of the Jordan River and were washed clean of their sins by the thousands. Eventually, Jesus, too, came to hear his cousin preach and to be baptized into repentance. It's not that Jesus needed necessarily to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, but it was that through baptism, his ministry would really begin. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit would alight upon Jesus, and he would finally be ready to start his ministry of preaching the good news in earnest. In Mark's account, just as Jesus comes up out of the water, he sees the heavens ripped in two, and the Spirit descends upon him, but it doesn't stay there. Instead, it flings him out into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Forty days of testing and preparation. Out there in the literal space between civilization and the wild, in the figurative space between heaven and hell, Jesus encountered wild beasts, was tempted by Satan, and ministered to by the angels of God. Jesus survived his time of temptation and returned home to Galilee, where he heard that John had been arrested, and he took up the mantle of his friend and relative. Jesus expanded on John's message of repentance and proclaimed the good news of God's salvation for all people. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Pastor Elizabeth reflects on Lent 1 and the transition of ministry between John and Jesus this way. Reflecting on repentance, forgiveness of sins, and proclaiming good news can be a faithful way to embrace this Lenten reading in the spirit of John and Jesus. Whether or not we practice fasting by giving up something for Lent, we can embrace repentance by deliberately turning away from those things which draw us away from God. Reflecting on our sins so that we can repent of them sounds somber, but can help us grasp the good news. As I read those words down near the bottom of the article, I found myself scribbling, our weakness points us to God's salvation which is, of course, the theme that runs all through Lent 1 and is summed up in our collect for today. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Whether it's John the Baptist's tendency to shoot off at the mouth, or Jesus being tempted by all the normal things in which humans get caught up, or our own weakness against the power of our to-do list, the power of self-reliance, the power of fear, anxiety, or doubt, the power of lust, or gluttony, or booze, or pride, 
whatever vice might have us in our grasp. God knows the weaknesses of each of us. And in this Lenten season, God invites us to come to grips with those sins that repeatedly get in the way of us loving God, loving our neighbor, and loving ourselves. Through prayer, self-denial, self-examination, fasting, and studying on God's holy word, we are invited by God, the church, John the Baptist, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to a season of repentance, of turning away from those things that draw us away from God and turning toward the God of our salvation. John's message of repentance was a word that sustained Jesus for 40 days in the wilderness. Jesus, building upon John, invites us to repent, to believe the good news of God's forgiveness, grace, and mercy. This Lent, my prayer is that each of us might come face to face with our weaknesses so that we can experience the profound grace of our God who truly is mighty to save through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.